This call is being recorded. You are Locked On Browns, your daily in the Cleveland Browns. Joined for Crossover Thursday from Mr. Chris Carter of Locked On Steelers. See, you know, even if it's the holidays and two franchises that don't normally get along, we're going to break bread here before we get to the new year. Talk about week 17. Pittsburgh Steelers coming to First Energy to play the Cleveland Browns. One o'clock kickoff. Obviously a lot going on, a lot you know, involved here, um, the Steelers approach to this game, which Browns fans, you're not going to be really comfortable with. Um, it's a different thing when you're set in stone and you can kind of manipulate uh, your team, how you see fit and make sure you're getting the appropriate rest for certain players. But crossover Thursday on the Lockdown Podcast Network is brought to you by Pepsi. And thanks to a lack of natural athleticism or commitment or overbearing sports parents, fewer than 1% of 1% of 1% of people will ever play professional football. But instead of entering the NFL, they've joined another league, the League of Football Watchers. This football season will be different, and it certainly has been. And Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day, no matter how you watch. Look, for anybody listening to this podcast on the Pittsburgh side, on the Cleveland side, we know where you're going to be Sunday at 1 o'clock. We know where everybody's going to be. There's going to be a bunch of games going on, but ain't nobody be paying attention, Steeler fan-wise, Browns fans-wise, to everything that's going on at First Energy. Pepsi is the refreshment you need to power you through any game day because Pepsi is made for those who play the game. I'm sorry, isn't made for those who play the game. It is made for those who watch the game. Pepsi, made for football, watching. As I said, I am joined here, and I don't think anybody else at the Lockdown Podcast Network can match my enthusiasm. But certainly, I think Chris Carter might be the one who can go toe-to-toe with me as far as what we get to do here uh, through the Lockdown Podcast Network. Day in, day out. Chris, first things first, happy holidays. Hope all is well with you. Um, we're going to get into some Steelers talk here to begin with. We'll flip the script, go to the Browns, you know, and then we'll give our closing thoughts, um, which should be an exciting day. Um, Chris, first things first, uh, you know, for you guys with the Steelers, everything's kind of, you know, kind of accustomed to this. I mean, it, it, it's it's not the first time where, you know, the Steelers been in a comfortable position, can kind of take week 17 off, a rest the appropriate guys who need it. And when you have a 37-year-old quarterback and you're talking about arthritic knees, yeah, uh, a week off might do wonders, uh, you know, 14 days between games for number seven. Yeah, that's the thing you're looking at here. The the Steelers have already said they're going to bench Ben Roethlisberger, Mason Rudolph being the starter. That's going to be crazy. Um, But We're not even going. We're not touching that one with a 10-foot pole, Chris. At 39 and a half foot poles, sir, it's still the holiday season. We need to throw our references in when we can. But um, <laughs> point being, uh, the Steelers most likely aren't just going to arrest Ben Roethlisberger. They're most likely going to arrest a lot of veterans like Cam Hayward, like Marquise Pouncey, maybe David DeCastro. They're thinner at guard. I mean, they're really thin at center, too. But, you know, they're, they're, they're probably going to do everything they can to arrest players like those guys. You're probably going to see Joe Hayden get some rest. Um, TJ Watt, I think is going to try to play more in this game, but I can really see the Steelers trying to limit his snap count. Um, the same would go for, I'd say Minka Fitzpatrick, maybe even Terrell Edmonds. They're going to try and rest as many guys as they can, uh, to who I mean, again, the Steelers, they didn't get a bye week and then they were going to have a long week for Thanksgiving. And then that got wrecked by the Ravens and both, you know, both times, two other teams, you know, having a COVID situation where they were breaking the rules. And then that led to a major outbreak that, you know, wrecked their schedule. So the Steelers are, are like, Hey, we, we did our job. We, we controlled our destiny to win the division. And now we've put ourselves in the position where 
we can rest guys before our first playoff game. Why not take advantage of that? And beyond the physical break, the mental break, which is something that Ben Roethlisberger mentioned a week ago, saying just, hey, you know, we haven't had a chance to step back and reevaluate ourselves and just focus on licking our wounds. Every week we've been just, it's just been go, go, go. There's not been a single week where they haven't gone into it saying we have a game to play. Yeah, and Chris, we're in a little bit of a difficult situation here because, I mean, we're going to talk about this game Sunday. But uh, come flip the script, we might be sitting here seven days from now doing this all over again. Um, for Pittsburgh, obviously they were in that funk. Uh, you know, um, Washington caught them by surprise. Um, mm-hmm. and, and Buffalo, and you know, credit to the Buffalo Bills. I think they're just – they're playing really, really – I don't even want to say above their heads. I just think everything's coming together right now. And I'm one of those guys that will still say I thought Stephon Diggs and Josh Allen was going to be the worst thing that ever happened. Hmm. But I think players like him and his ridiculously ability, you know, to run the routes the way he does has really, really helped Josh Allen grow. But that's another story for another time. Um, how do you feel, though, after this rough patch? Yes, you got the win last week for the Colts against the Colts. And thank you, by the way, for that. Truly appreciate that. <laughs> my friend. Um, as you know, the I mean, that was the only good thing to come from that. You know, whatever happened, you know, against the Jets, yeah, uh, Jess, granted they're shorthanded, but did you see enough Sunday against the Colts where, you know, and look, you're still not going to risk it this week, but did you see maybe a turning of the tide where that, you know, three week period where things weren't looking so great? Do you think you saw an improved product, at least maybe that second half where everything started to click again? I mean, the biggest thing that I've been saying the entire losing streak was it, it was Ben. And it was, you know, early in the season, I was saying when, when in the first 10 games, he was playing at a high level. He was being extremely efficient. In those last four games where they beat, they went one and three by beating the – well, I guess they went two and two and three. Yeah, two and three, I guess, five games. Um, but, you know, they you know they beat the Ravens. But throughout the – against the Ravens, the Bills, the Bengals, um, and, and Washington – he played horribly and and it wasn't a lack of people being open. You know, people were talking about all oh, the drops here and there. There were times there were guys wide open and he wasn't even seeing them. And it was just bizarre how he was seeing them all season long. He saw him when he blew out the Browns 38 to seven earlier this year. He saw him when he was blowing out the Jaguars, Thanks the Bengals. Uh, <laughs> um, when, when they took on the Titans and the Ravens back-to-back weeks on the road, uh, he was seeing the field well in those games. Uh, and then it just, it, it turned off for like three weeks and it was a bizarre Series And my thing was this, Ben Roethlisberger, he hits these ruts in his career. Um, we were wondering it, when it would hit this season. It hit for basically the month of December. But the fact that he snapped out of it in the second half and he started to say, oh, wait, yeah, down the field is a possibility. I've been saying the whole time, people were saying, oh, his, his elbow's gone. His knees are gone. He can't throw that ball anymore. And I was like, no, nah, I don't think that's it because here he is throwing it on, you know, on occasion. He just needs to do it more often. And in this, in, in that, with three minutes to go in the third quarter, he was like, okay, yeah, let's, let's hit Deontay Johnson on a bomb. Okay, yeah, let's start hitting Chase Claypool 30 yards down the field. And then the Titans were like, or not Titans, excuse me, the Colts. The Colts were like, okay, we can't jump the slant routes anymore. We can't stop the run anymore. Uh, we got to focus on taking away the big play. And then you saw the balance of the Steelers' offense return. And that's all they were missing. The defense was fine outside of, you know, they had to adjust to losing Bud Dupree. And then, you know, they had a couple games where Joe Hayden and Steven Nelson were out. But they're back from that. Vince Williams is back off the COVID list. He played every single snap in this last game, albeit with an oxygen tank. Um, but, you know, that they, they've got the, – the defense is still playing at a high level. Alex Highsmith is playing very good. He doesn't have a sack. Uh, he only has one sack this season, but he has several key pressures that have led to turnovers and big plays for the Steelers. T.J. Watt, give him the defensive MVP award. The man's on fire. 
Um, he, he's, he's locking it down. The biggest the question in the stretch was, could Ben turn it around? He did. Now they gave him a week off to get him say, okay, take a week, rest, get your get your mind right, get your get your body right. You played great in that fourth quarter, third and fourth quarter. Let's see you let let's see you get rest and then play great in the playoffs. They just need they got ten games ten games in a row of him playing that way. If they get four to end the season, that's all they need. It's a very good point, and you know, and for them, it is the smartest thing. And look, you know, and for you, you know, bringing up the point where it, it seems weird for a player of Ben's ilk, as long as he's been in the league, to say like you need some mental, but you do, yeah. um, you know, and and everybody, uh, you know, like obviously that was going to be the announcement that was going to be early because everyone would have said, you know, oh wait a minute, Mason Rudolph took not, you know ninety five percent of the reps in practice. Well, you know, that's the announcement you have to make early. Yeah. You can keep the Browns on the edge as far as every other. Their personnel decision you're going to make as far as who's playing or not for the rest of the week. But I think we all kind of see the cards, and certainly, the uh, you know, this is not the first dance for the Steelers, and they know how to do this. Um, but getting, you know, to the defense, obviously, you know, you lost Evan Bush. You lost Bud Dupree. Um, and the Steelers, they kind of get like – they get a, you know, kind of get like a knock for how they handle free agency because most of the time they extend their own. So they're not a, usually big traditional players in free agency. But you see how they – handle and they manipulate like a year before like you mentioned Bud Dupree out Alex Highsmith was a very very enticing player you know on the edge so you see the writing on the wall you know obviously Bud Dupree is going to move on um and you mentioned number 90 but you know Alex Highsmith moves in TJ Watt um and what are you going to do you're going to play out this string and guess what a lot of DNs got their money last year so TJ Watt's going to go in and say well now, with Defensive Player of the Year trophy in hand, um, we'll start here, um, <laughs> and then we're going to need to go a little bit over that. Who you know, whatever is now the going rate, um, it, you know, going to be tough for Pittsburgh. Obviously, they got a big investment for Ben Roethlisberger in you know 2021. I think Ben, in his heart of hearts, is probably going to have to realize he's going to maybe have to take one a little bit here for mm-hmm. the team, so to speak. Um, if he want, I mean, because if, if he wants to come back, he obviously wants the team to be successful. So he's going to have to do something in that regards. Um, but you're seeing a changing of the guards. It, eventually, this isn't going to be about Ben anymore. It's going to be about whatever quarterback it is. And it's going to be about guys like Devin Bush, TJ Watt, Minka Fitzpatrick. This is you know going to be the thing as they slowly start to work whatever new quarterback into this system. Uh, it's going to be a changing of the guards here, you know, probably sooner than later for this Pittsburgh Steelers team. And speaking of changing the guards, Kevin Dotson, another rookie, has really stepped up for the Steelers this year. Hasn't given up a single pressure on Ben Roethlisberger. Uh, He's playing extremely well. Uh, Even Pro Football Focus, who has rated the Steelers kind of questionably at times this year, uh, you know, they were saying the Steelers were going to lose in weeks four, five, six, seven, eight, and all all those other other those other games. They're even they're like, no, Kevin Dotson's the truth, Um, and he's really stepped up. He's filled in at left guard for Matt Filer, who suffered a you know a a shorter pec injury that's basically has taken him out for the rest of the season. you know, they, they've got the guys to continue fighting with the nucleus. The biggest question is, can the quarterback finish this season strong? And can he, it, will he be willing to come back next season? Because, uh, and again, I think that he's physically fine. I think that he just needed a mental break for a little bit. He didn't get it at any point this season. And now they're giving him one because they, they, they've, they've earned that opportunity. Uh, I, I'm interested to see how, how the, how the Steelers, they look at the, the rest of their team right now. Because to me, this is a prove-it game for a few people. And everyone obviously is going to say, well, Mason Rudolph, duh, yeah. If Mason stinks this game, which he very well could, um, 
if he stinks this game, I think they go in the offseason. They make a move to get a quarterback. You know, not like a super quarterback, but just they, you know, they get they draft somebody, they sign somebody, they trade for somebody. They're gonna they're they're not gonna live with him in the number two le- next year if he does not step up in this game. But also, I I keep my eyes on maybe a Justin Lane. He's a second year cornerback out of Michigan State. Uh, you know, if they rest Joe Hayden, you're probably gonna see him get a few snaps in this game. Um, you may be looking at Cameron Sutton as well, who's on the final year of his rookie deal. Um, he's played well this year in the slot. He's bounced outside and been a good all-around player for them. Um, but, you know, they're, they're also seeing Mike Hilton, who was the AFC Defensive Player of the Week last week. He had an interception, recovered a fumble, and he's been that guy for them all this all this year. He's been all over the place. So, um, you know, I think it's going to be interesting to see who they try to see if they can step up. Um, but, you know, again, it's going to be about the Steelers prioritizing rest to get ready for the playoffs. And Jeff, I think there's, there's a lot that could go down. It's crazy, you know, with the with the five teams that with ten wins, there could be any combination of matchups we see next weekend. Like you said, one of them would be the Browns playing the Steelers. Another could be um, the Steelers playing the Ravens. And it's kind of crazy that you're looking at you know two divisional uh, uh, matchups as an as a startup. It, but it could also be the the loser of the AFC South or the Dolphins. It's a wild situation. I'm interested to see how it plays out. Yeah, and it's almost a shame. Somebody's going to get the short end of the stick here after putting together a really, really good season, and everybody's going to have their eyes on that NFC East. Like, really, <laughs> really, really, I'm sitting <laughs> home right now, and one of you guys is actually hosting a yep. playoff game. Just one quick one here before we start to switch it up, Chris. Dwayne Haskins, think Pittsburgh would have any? Answer? No, no, no. I <laughs> you don't you come over here with that? No, 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 no. I, I ain't having that. Listen, Dwayne Haskins deserves a second chance in the NFL, but the Steelers ain't giving him one. Listen, you mean to tell me the Steelers, who they just had Antonio Brown and all the crazy that they had, they ain't bringing that over here. No, sir, no way. Now, it, you know, they, there would have to be a serious connection made that they don't got that just it's not going to happen. Dwayne Haskins is a complete no-no. Um, the, the, the most that they'll do is – Maybe they go out and get a veteran quarterback who, you know, maybe they go get Marcus Mariota from the, the Raiders, or maybe they go get someone else who stepped up. Maybe they draft, you know, someone that falls to them where they think like, oh, he could be a guy that, that steps in in the future. Um, you know, because again, Mason has one more year in his contract, but at the same time, you know, he, unless, again, unless he shows something to them in this game, he's going to be gone after that rookie contract or at least signed to a deal. It's like, Hey, you're simply around to be a third stringer or the eventual backup to the replacement of Ben Roethlisberger. But no, Dwayne Haskins, nowhere near the Steelers. I don't care who's reporting it. I've seen people say, Oh, the Steelers, it ain't new. That's not the case. I was just curious. Um, and, you, know, <laughs> you know, I mean, but you know, and also you think about the time of his draft draft cycle, Pittsburgh really wasn't looking at quarterbacks anyway. Nope. So, um, it, so you don't know how they truly felt about the player anyway. Um, but even still, I mean, if Pittsburgh's looking quarterback, they're looking for somebody for the next 10 years. And, you know, I, I'm not really sure of, you know, how the, the strip clubs are in Pittsburgh. Maybe that's appealing to Dwayne Haskins after a game. <laughs> I, I have no way of knowing this. Uh, we're going to flip it up here. Obviously, you know, we're going to help uh, push one of our fantastic sponsors. Mr. Carter's going to take over. We'll talk some Browns here as we continue with Crossover Thursday. Brought to you by the Lockdown Podcast Network. Are we ready for some football? College football heads into bowl season. Apparently, the Duke mayonnaise trophy got broken today. But congratulations, Wisconsin, nonetheless. And there are some big matchups this weekend. NFL regular season is finishing up with the playoff picture becoming clearer and clearer. There's only one place that has you covered and one place we trust here at Locked On. 
betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use the promo code LOCKEDON, all caps, no space, for your 50% welcome bonus. The NFL game of the week, well, (laughs) we know what the game of the week is. Browns fans, Steelers fans may say something else because they're probably not going into this one full tilt. Brown's currently a 10-point favorite. You guys know me. It's not something I look at. but uh, And I'm certainly in a Week 17 matchup with the Browns possibly going to the playoffs. I am certainly not going to be betting on them. But if you want to, go ahead and get off of the sidelines. Don't be there anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code LOCKDOWN and receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sports book experts. Visit our good friends and exclusive partner at, at betonline underscore AG to take advantage of the best bonuses in the business. Sign up for a free account and use the promo code LOCKEDON for your sign-up bonus. Bet online. We're back here on Crossover Thursday on the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm Chris Carter of Locked On Steelers. He's Jeff Lloyd of Locked On Browns. Jeff, it's my turn to ask you some questions because – Yo, man, let me tell you, Steelers fans, they're not feeling this whole COVID and y'all got to close down your facility thing. They've been through this parade, this, this, this parade before. They had it with the Titans, then they had to move their bye week, which they didn't get a bye week. Then they had it with the Ravens, and it was supposed to be on Thanksgiving. Then it was a whole week later, and then they had to play a game in like four days after that. There's a lot of panic right now in Pittsburgh. But from what I've seen, it does seem like the Browns, as long as nobody else tests positive, should be getting a good surge of players back soon and that they should be ready to go by Sunday. Is that the case, or are you really worried about this game being in danger on Sunday? Well, one of the things that – and look, you know, for anybody who's trying to say, like, this is an outbreak for the Browns, look, compared to what we've seen from some teams, mm-hmm. using the word outbreak feels certainly disingenuous. Um, I certainly think it helps this team that J.C. Treader is a member of this team. He is obviously, you know, the head of the NFL Players Association. What do we know at this point? Andrew Sendejo will not play Sunday. We also know B.J. Goodson will not play Sunday. Rashard Higgins, Jarvis Landry, Donovan Peoples-Jones, Kaderil Hodge, uh, they will be back into the building tomorrow as long as they string together one more negative test. Harrison Bryant, Carl Joseph, if they continue on their path of testing negative, they will be parts of this game. Um, There is one assistant coach, and to this point, that coach has not been named, and that's fine. I don't have an issue with it. Um, it's been it's been difficult. It's been scary. Um, the Saturday news was just so deflating. It, it really was. When you found out it was the entire wide receiving core, um, and not only was it BJ Goodson, it was also rookie linebacker Jacob Phillips. Where you knew you were going to be, you were already. I mean, the Browns are shorthanded at the linebacker position mm-hmm. if they have every single one of them. Um, so it was certainly difficult. Um, that he got into that game. Um, what did the Jets do? Uh, we are going to live in just sell out against the run. Um, we're not even going to believe in your receivers. Uh, we see a running back with his arms in the position to take a handoff. Everybody's coming north, and everybody's coming to line of scrimmage. So you put a position where Baker had to throw it 53 times. Uh, I still think the tight ends could have brought a better day. Austin Hooper dropped two passes. Harrison Bryant in week 16 of your rookie year. You can't be opening up the wrong way on a route. You should know better by now. I don't care if it's a shortened offseason or not. It's week 16. You should know what's going on. So it led to a difficult loss, and they battled, obviously only lost by seven. And, you know, Baker, to his credit, look, you know, I didn't throw any picks, but I can't put the ball on the ground. I know better than this. This is my team. 
Um, he is laser focused and probably a little bit agitated and pissed off right now. At least that's the vibe that came off in the media session today. He knows Sunday was probably about him, even though they were dealt a shorthand, a difficult hand. Uh, but you know, for now, I mean, everything looks pretty good. And what they talk about this is, you know, does it seem like it's contained? And for now, yes, it seems like it's contained. Players got back even this morning, though, had to shut things down. When he found out there was a practice squad player and a coach who tested positive, they spent four hours doing the contact tracing. No NFL team practices at 4.30 Eastern time in the NFL, but that's the time the Browns finally had to hit the practice field today because they had the okay to do it. Uh, we got an injury report, and you know this time of year, these injury reports on Wednesday are all the same. Um, you know, Your older, your better players are all going to be listed as limited because they don't have to do much on a Wednesday. It's all about amping it up as the week goes on. Um, but I'm going to believe what they tell. And the Browns have been good about this. They're not trying to disguise anything. They've been really open and honest about this to this point. Um, I think we're going to be okay. And uh, let's be honest, if the Browns aren't honest, if the Browns aren't okay, it's not going to matter. This game's being played Sunday, Chris, whether anybody likes it or not. This game is going to be played on Sunday. See, and that's what I wanted to get to next because this game can't afford to push back. This ain't like the Titans. This ain't like the Ravens. This is like, you know, like where you, you could move stuff around and maybe push this. No. All games got to be get got to get done by Sunday. Not just for the fact that the teams, you know, all teams got to play Sunday so that they have the same amount of time to prepare for the upcoming, you know, week of playoffs, but also because the NFL, this is the moneymaker, man. It's week 17. Everybody's going to be trying to see, okay, what's going on with the Steelers, Browns, uh, Bills, Dolphins, uh, Titans, uh, Titans, uh, whoever they're playing, the Jaguars, or Titans, Titans, Texans, uh, Colts, Jaguars, you know, Pack, Packers playing the Bears. Everyone's going to be flipping around, and the ratings are going to go through the roof. You take one game out of that equation, then everyone's like, well, wait a minute. Now we got to wait for that game because, like, if you're a Colts fan, you're going into that game. If 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 one of those three teams, if the Browns, the Ravens, or the or, or the Dolphins lose a game, you're in that situation where you say, all right, all you got to do is win this one game and you're in. But if all three of those teams win, then you're also saying, okay, we got to hope the Texans can sneak the Titans. There, there's no way the NFL gives that up. This is a situation where it's going to be like, look, we know you got an outbreak, but y'all better figure it the heck out and get back out on that field. So I, I agree with your assessment there. I wanted to ask you, furthering conversation about COVID, even though we've talked about it a lot, it's New Year's Eve. We're talking here, you know, getting you ready for, on the literally the last day of 2020. And thank God it's the last day of 2020, Jeff. But, right. Well, you know, I, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, right, I'm right with you. Uh, I won't say what, uh, what, what Jeff mouthed to me about 2020 because it was, it, this is a family program. But, um, uh, but well, let's but, just put again, it this way: everybody's thinking it, and I'm sure you know the word. But go ahead, yeah, sir. Yes. Um, but I wanted to talk to you about Miles Garrett because this man was on fire. He had nine sacks in six games at one point this season, and then he got COVID. And since then, when you watch him in games, he don't look like the same player. And that's not saying he can't get back to it, but he has looked bewildered, just tired uh lethargic at times and in his last what five games he has what three sacks that's got to be alarming for Browns fans and being look at that and saying man he's the superman he's the guy that's supposed to carry this defense and be the superstar and he's not playing at his best because of what he went through which is another reason why people were saying how serious this was that even a, uh, a physical specimen like Miles Garrett yeah is having a hard time recovering from this thing. Imagine how it does to average people like you and me. Uh, it, what's what's your take on Miles and how he's been handling it? And 
like you, how, how do you think this plays forward for the Browns when you need him to be the superstar? I think one of the things, and, you know, as they talk about strains of this, um, now we've seen, you know, obviously all throughout the NFL and every other sport, you know, yeah. some players saying, man, I didn't even realize, I, didn't, I wasn't even sick. Miles Garrett literally said, look, I was sick. I mean, yeah. it, you know, like the, he was, you know, tweeting, you know, from his house, covered in blankets during games, you know, like supporting his team. But obviously he was really sick from this. Um, and now you talked about, you know, obviously uh, you, uh, your linebacker, Vince Williams, you know, getting through yeah. it with the aid of, you know, an oxygen, oxygen tank. tank. Yeah. Um, they've been mentioning, you know, breathing treatments that Miles is working on. I don't know if it's somewhat similar to, um, you know, for anybody who has kids, you know, nebulizer treatments you give your kids when they get sick. It's, you know, open up the lungs like a steroid to open up the lungs to breathe better. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Miles has not been – and, look, this is – I mean, to, to say he's had three sacks in five games, it, it, like, for you're talking about, like, general NFL players. But, guys, had a nice sort of run here over the last couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, this is Miles Garrett, and he's a right. goddamn Marvel superhero. Um, he's just not, you know, up to his snuff. But in that regard, and it, it's been tough for Miles, and he's been – and he's talked about it. And, you know, I'll tell you right now, two games in a row in New Jersey next to the airport with the smog and the air and the pollution in the state of New Jersey – Probably wasn't the best thing for him. I'm going to be honest, Chris. I live here every day. Um, this air quality here in New Jersey ain't too good, so it probably wasn't the biggest advantage. But what has been actually good is we've got to see the reemergence Olivier Vernon. He is playing his best ball in the two years since he's been with the Cleveland Browns. Um, just absolutely on fire, and he also affords the luxury where you can say, "Hey, Miles, you know what? The right tackle, he's a chump. I'll take the left tackle." I'll take this guy. Don't worry about it. You can get some reps against an easier guy. Sheldon Richardson, um, he had an incredible game against the Jets. Um, and even with his you know, run support, I mean, he's seven yards, eight yards down the line of scrimmage from where he's lining up, making plays. So I think the defensive line has understood that they don't have, you know, basically Jordan. Uh, you know, remember the old day of Jordan and the Jordanaires. These guys are truly trying to step up because they understand Miles just truly isn't Miles Garrett right now. Um, do we hope to see it this week? Do we hopefully see it in the playoffs? Does it come back for 2021? We all hope this, but I mean, this, this is one thing that you go through with this. Nobody understands. Like, you know, I saw something today where, you know, about uh, if you get the vaccine, uh, you know, you're having relations with your wife, you might want to, you know, put a Jimmy on that sucker because they're not sure if it's going to, you know, possibly could cause birth defects or things of this nature. So, I mean, it's there's just so much going on, and you know, it's certainly peeling an onion as you're just trying to solve a problem. And oh, wait, now here's this we got to go that way. You know, how can we fix this? How can we fix that? Um, you know, for Miles Garrett to come back and be you know, the old Miles Garrett, that'd be fantastic. But right now, we there's no calendar on that, we don't have any doctor that can say, oh, well, he should be feeling you know, 100% of himself by now. And you know, to his credit, you know, he's he's put it on himself that he's not playing his best ball. Um, but everybody kind of knows he's been a little bit hindered. And with this virus, and we, we've all had friends, family, everybody who's gone through it, everybody kind of has a different story to tell about it, you know, how it affected them, how, you know, how, whether it disabled them for a long time. And again, where there were some folks, I didn't even know I was sick. I just had to take a test. And what the next thing I knew, I was sick. Last thing here, Jeff, before we roll into the next segment, I got to, I got to ask you about Baker Mayfield because. He was another guy who at there, there was at one point where he was looking like he was figuring it out and there was confidence and there was, you know, everyone was really excited. Um, and then he had like this last game. I know he was down all his receivers, but he fumbled three times. You saw, you, you saw the frustration in his face. 
and, and it's been several times where they've been in a position where it's time to see, okay, Baker, is it, are, you know, is it time for you to be for real? One of those times was when he played the Steelers earlier this season when he got smacked up. Where is his head at right now? Um, you know, again, he had a, what, a 68.5 pass rating in this last game. Uh, he was able to light up the uh, he was able to light up the Giants pretty good um, for 20 points, and then he was and then he, he put up good points against the the Ravens and the loss, and then they, they he did have that great game against the Titans, but you know you, you, they lost two of their last two of their last three, and now you're facing a, a team. We're not sure how much the defense will still be there, but this is still a team that's given him problems. Um, what's his mindset right now? What have you seen from him in trying to rebound from it? And uh, where do you think he's actually going? Because uh, there's a lot of people who are looking at myself included, who I'm just I'm still not sure if he's the guy that he's always been hyped up to be. See, and this is where it got a little bit difficult. Um, you know, and you go back to Week Five, the Cincinnati Bengal game. Uh, Odell went down. That you know, and but after that, you know, Baker just it just picked up, and it it really picked up. And you know, there was you know there was about a month's worth of games that were played in difficult weather. And the numbers weren't fantastic, but he wasn't doing anything, you know, to basically kill this team. Drops are more of the issue. Uh, you got into that Tennessee game, and I, I mean, I, you talk about in the zone, you know, players in the zone. He was literally, I mean, anything he could do. And then the Raven game, you know, the interception that was, you know, obviously, you know, egregious. But what does he come back with? Twenty-two points in the fourth quarter. Um, I think he's, I think he's at the level he was at twenty eighteen, but smarter in a system that's better for him. Um, I think definitely think he's not going to say it. He knows who he's playing on Sunday. Um, and, you know, whether or not what Pittsburgh actually puts out there defensively. Um, and Baker's going to understand, like, you know, you're not going to go around planting a flag because maybe you beat some third and fourth string defensive backs or TJ Watt only maybe played the first quarter and a half. He understands he may not be getting the real thing. But he also understands nothing matters. And he literally said this today. Look, we are already in the playoffs. If we lose Sunday, our season is over. So we have to find a way to win. I think nobody is going to be more excited to see Jarvis Landry, Rashard Higgins, Donovan Peoples-Jones, and Kaderil Hodge walk into that locker room tomorrow. Uh, you know, I mean, Baker may have, like, fresh cookies for them, warm milk, chicken noodle soup, whatever <laughs> these guys need. Because, I mean, in all honesty, the Jet game probably, you know, Yes, the Jets would play a little bit better, but it still should have been a two-touchdown route. But you put a guy in a difficult position. And imagine putting Ben out there, but you take away Chase, you take away Juju, you take away Deontay, and you take away James Washington. It's just a difficult task, but he put it all on himself. Um, and I think part of the thing as far as fumbling the ball, Baker has been so clean this year. And this is what some people didn't get. Oh, well, why aren't they running the ball well enough? Uh, the right guard, Nick Harris, may have a future as a center here. He's their third-string right guard. Kendall Lamb, he's their third-string left tackle. Chris Hubbard was their backup offensive lineman everywhere. Right tackle, right guard, left guard, left tackle, out for the year. Um, no so that puts you in a position where you're playing guys you weren't comfortable with. And I think Baker got to a point where he really wasn't even like concerned with the pass rush because there was a good time for uh, you know through the middle of this Browns run where the Browns offensive line was the number one offensive line in pass blocking. And in run blocking. So, like, you almost forget, like, because, man, I ain't been hitting, like, you know, I ain't been hitting, like, two games. Like, you almost, like, grow, like, mentally, like, almost kind of, like, dumb to it. Like, oh, there's the possibility I can get hit. But it's been so long since I've actually been hit. Uh, I This game is not going to tell the tale of Baker Mayfield. 
if they can get to a playoff game. And again, it won't necessarily be about whether or not you can win it. It'll be how do you look. This front office knows they're not done. They know that they're probably going to flip maybe 50%, if not more, of this defensive roster. But this is about getting yourself and measuring yourself against the upper echelon of the AFC and saying, all right, what's left? What is left to fill this all out? But I don't think anybody's got any doubts about Baker Mayfield. I certainly don't. And I think he's in a position with the receiving core that he has where they're all good route runners. And that's what Baker needs because the guys who put a little extra mustard on it and an extra step trying to break people's ankles, that's not been the best thing for Baker. Baker needs, are you in your spot when I'm ready to throw the ball? And it doesn't matter if you are a guy who makes $15 million or if you're a guy who's a sixth-round pick. If you're in your spot, guess what, son? Open your eyes because it's coming and it's coming on the numbers. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing right now. Baker needs his guys back. Um, but, you know, like you said, this is all – this is still – the Browns need to make this about them, just like the Steelers need to make this about them. They need to focus on themselves, execute their game plan, and get themselves right for, so that they can get into the playoffs and and uh, and get and get a good playoff run going. This will be the first time they've made the playoffs since 2002 when they also lost to the Steelers in the playoffs at Heinz Field. Um, but, again, it's about getting yourself right. And how can you get yourself right? Get yourself a Built Bar. Built Bar is, of course – it's the energy bar or the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. The Built Bar comes in 18 amazing different flavors, including new flavors like my favorite, caramel brownie. I also love the cookies and cream. Lemon almond cheesecake ain't bad either. And I love me some apple almond crisp. Mm. All the bars are covered in 100% chocolate, and they're soft and easy to chew. Built Bars for the, for the, is great for the health-conscious person, and also it helps you lose and maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, and high-fiber. Great for keto diets. And check out all the different flavor profiles when you go check out on BuiltBar.com. But when you do that, be sure to use the promo code LOCKEDON. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, LOCKEDON. You'll get 20% off your next order. Again, that's use promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. And see, folks, this is what I'm talking about. Like, people got to be able to match the energy level around here sometimes. <laughs> and my man Chris certainly brings that. Chris, um, look, I, I don't think this would be the Browns game to lose because I don't think Pittsburgh – look, I mean, to put it simple, I don't think they give a darn. <laughs> Pittsburgh does not give a darn about this game. It, it is all about everybody being healthy and, you know, yeah, everybody uses, you know, the money time. It's time, yeah. it's time to go make the money. And, you know, that's what's coming. Um, and, and, you know, Ben's going to probably get an opportunity to sit here and watch this, this defense for a lot of these guys are going to get to watch this. And this is the one thing that maybe concerns me is, you know, coach Stefanski in a situation like this, where he's got to go get this. Are you maybe going to show everything? Like, is there going to be anything left? God forbid, we're going to do a take two on this in two weeks. And Pittsburgh's like, well, you know, unless you're trotting out a whole new playbook, we've seen now through two games everything you got. You only saw us once way early in the season. And so, I mean, this is obviously all the pressure is on the Browns 100% because, like I said, Pittsburgh probably not really concerned here. Um, and I think, Chris, for all intents and purposes, in a perfect scenario, probably for both teams, Browns go out, get up 14 nothing. And everybody says, all right, let's go vanilla. 
nobody hurt nobody and let's go play this sucker again in a week for real when it matters and again but that's if that's if these two teams play each other because I mean, like right now, the Ravens would be the team that the Steelers play if they're the, if they're the three seed, and who knows what happens with Bills, Dolphins. If if the Dolphins sneak them, and then you're talking, and if the if the Steelers somehow find a way to win this game, see if I'm the Bills, if I'm the Bills, I don't change nothing. If I'm the Bills, I I go out there because like it's different for Pittsburgh, veteran team. Yeah. If I'm the Bills, I go out there, I go full tilt on Sunday I, I, because I like you're just you're feeling your oats. I agree with you, but the Dolphins are no slouch. That's my thing, is that they could come in and still – they could well, win the problem that, is that straight up. The problem there is what do, you, what do you do a quarterback if the Dolphins right now? What do you do? <laughs> hey, that's, what do that's you do? you got a first-round pick who you're trying to put in there, but yeah. you need Ryan Fitzpatrick to weld you through these tight games. It's And, look, the Raiders could have just solved all this on Saturday night, mm-hmm. just been scored a dang touchdown. Mm-hmm. But, again, I digress. But if you're the Dolphins, what exactly do you do here? Do you tell the kid we're not playing you because we don't have enough confidence in you yet? But granted, we drafted you five overall, and we're planning on you to be the quarterback of this franchise for the next 15 years. Dolphins are in a weird, weird spot. They're really good, but they're not really sure where they are at quarterback. I, I think you, you still start Tua, and then Miles Gaskin being back was a huge help for them. And again, if Tua starts to falter, it's like, hey, kid, don't worry. You're, 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 you're still the man, but right now we need this dub. So here comes Ryan. And Ryan, I'm like playoff baseball. Does. Three and two thirds inning is fine. I'm gonna go yeah. to the big horse here now to close it out. Exactly. And that's that's what I think there. And I know we're talking we're this is we're we're supposed to be talking Steelers Browns, but that my point is with all these other games in play, there's no way for anyone to predict who's gonna play who on a legitimate True. basis. Because you know, we, we've we've seen crazier things happen. Deshaun Watson could go off on the Titans, and then all of a sudden we're saying, Oh, are they the team that bounced for the playoffs? Uh, there's lots of crazy things that could happen. I'm not saying that it will, but I'm looking at this game, Jeff, and I'm not, I'm, I'm always a guy. I look at the X's and O's. I look at the guys in the field and matchups and things like that, but I also consider intangibles and the things that exist that stick around in players' minds. And it has to be in these players' minds, especially the Browns who've been around and they know the history of this, of this rivalry. They cannot afford to lose to another backup quarterback. Last year was supposed to be their year. They lost to Devlin Hodges down the home stretch, and that w- was crushing. And especially after all the trash talk and all the things that came before that game with Pittsburgh started at shirts and all these other stuff, you can't afford to do this again. And, again, it wasn't just that year. Landry Jones in, 20, in the 2017 season, the 0-15 year. And, again, completely different group of Browns, but still something that the organization, that's Steph Funk, hangs with you. Trust me, I, I followed the Pirates my whole life. That Funk hangs with you. Um, and, uh, so like, but I'm saying like, this needs to be the game where you're like, no more Pittsburgh may beat us all the time. There may be 13 high school football teams with more wins at Heinz field than our organization, but they cannot just put in their backup quarterback and smack us around anymore. Those days have to be done. And that's where I'm looking at the Browns. This is your statement game, but Jeff, you lose to the jets. And I know COVID was, was, is a serious part of that. I'm not saying it wasn't, but this is the thing I was I was looking for all season with the Browns. I was saying it on our preseason stuff when we were doing the, the ultimate division crossover. The Browns, until you prove to me that you are not the same bungling group that you've been for the pat for my, my entire life, I can't pick you to to beat it. And that's where I'm saying I'm not saying that they can't do it. I'm just saying I, I you get a vote of no confidence for me. And this is why, despite my better judgment, I'm picking the Steelers in this game. 
I just think it's going to be a wacky game. It won't make sense. I mean, heck, the 0-15 game where, where Landry Jones, there was a pick six that the Browns had that if they just walk it into the end zone, they're fine. And what happens? They fumble it through the end of the end zone. It goes to overtime. And then Landry Jones throws a touchdown pass to Kobe Hamilton. We don't know where either of those guys are. And that's that's my point is that this could end up being a wacky game. The Browns cannot afford to let it get weird. What you're saying, if they go up 14-0 early, that'd be great. But if they don't, Mm, uh, there's going to be a lot of questions. You have to kick down the door. And this is a Steelers team that they, they, even if they're going to rest Cam, even if they're going to rest Joe, even if they're going to rest Watt, they still got guys who can make plays. And if, if if Baker slips up, if, you know, other guys slip up, you know, the guys coming back from COVID, they might not be a hundred percent. There might be some time to build that chemistry back. I, I, I'd be very worried if I'm the Browns. Look, I mean, it, look, if they can, if Jedrick Wills is going to be back, if Wyatt Teller is going to be back, um, Ronnie Harrison looks like he's going to be back, which is the best safety that they have. Um, I, obviously, my confidence level will be higher. But I agree with you. Look, we all spent Christmas time where you know, a Christmas story's on for 24 hours straight. You got to go <laughs> be Ralphie and beat the living daylights out of Scott Fargus. You got to tell this team that look, this is it's over. Look, it, it, we're not we're not we're not giving you our lunch money. We're we're not getting beat up. We're not getting wedgies. We're not getting chicken wings on the daily. It's got to be. This is it. And look, even if it's shorthanded, it's the situation. It's the week seventeen. Beat whatever the Pittsburgh Steelers are putting out of there. It doesn't matter the players. You're beating the jersey. Is it going to meet anything long term? We'll see. But you need to tell this team Sunday. One o'clock that this nonsense stops now, at least for this year. We're coming to this party, um, whether, you know, whether we tell mom to bring us um, and you all don't want us there, but mom feels sorry for us. We're coming to this party and it is their time. They are good enough. I mean, BJ Goodson, he's been a good player. Andrew Sendejo, that, that's not going to be enough to, to, to be an excuse. Go get it done. I truly believe in the leadership of this franchise. As long as the 53, hopefully 53, that they can trot out on Sunday, I, I believe this should and could happen. And I talked about this with Jeff Risden last night. If it doesn't, nobody's going to believe any different about this 10 and 6. No, I, I agree with I agree with you, man. I, I think that this is it has to be that message game, but for, for, your, for your money, I mean, not actually money, unless you're betting on betonline.ag, for your money, what's a final score prediction and how does it get there for the Browns? I think in something somewhere along the lines of, you know, 24, I'd say 27-10. Um, we've seen Mason Rudolph before. Um, granted, the secondary last year for the Browns was not that great. It's going to be a similar secondary that he sees here. Uh, on Sunday, it'll be Terrence Mitchell. It'll be Denzel Ward. They're not very familiar with a guy like Ronnie Harrison, who's kind of like a switchblade at the safety position. He can play up closer to the line of scrimmage. Um, he can drift back. He's got great length. He's got great ability to break on the ball. So he is a, a good, good player to have. And the fact that they've only been able to introduce Ronnie Harrison in small doses, missing time with a concussion, missing time with a shoulder injury, I think this is a big advantage. Also, you know, I look at this, if they can truly get this offensive line back intact the way it is, uh, I think this is going to be you know, a good opportunity for them. You know, I, you know, unless Mason Rudolph gets hot, which I'm not sure any to think could possibly happen, 
24-10, something simple like that. And you just got to watch out. I mean, my biggest concern, honestly, out of anything is Benny Snell because I've always been a fan. He runs really hard. And the Browns really have an issue with these running backs who are high motor type of guys. Yeah, I mean, we've seen it before. I mean, James Connors first burst onto the scene for Pittsburgh was against the Browns when he ran for like 120 yards. He's had a few days against the Browns like that where he's put up good numbers. Um, and it's crazy for the Steelers backfield because, you know, two weeks ago, Benny Snell ran for like 84 yards against the Bengals. And people were like, okay, it's his backfield. Then James Conner comes in last week. He only runs for 20, but he also catches for 45 They've been finding different ways to use their running backs, and I'm interested to see how this how how that group how that group goes. Now, Juju Smith Schuster, Chase Claypool, this receiving core, they're all speaking highly of Mason Rudolph. They're getting behind him. And it's funny because James Washington, you think, would be the first guy to say it because they were roommates in college and they would play together, you know, in college and now in the pros. Um, but it seems like the team is trying to rally behind Mason Rudolph, especially with all that went down last year with the Browns and the helmet hitting and they didn't call him this and what and that in the third. The bottom line is that you're looking at now it's official that the Steelers aren't going to use Marquise Pouncey, David DeCastro, Cam Hayward, or TJ Watt. Um, and uh, they're looking at also Terrell Edmonds and Stephon Tuitt sitting. Um, sorry, we're just getting these up. We're getting these updates as we go here. Uh, but I'm not dancing. I swear I'm not dancing. I, no, I swear I swear he's not. <laughs> uh, you could also you know, Chris Boswell did give him come back to practice, so that, that that's the thing there. And they, they could get Marcus Allen back and Ola Adini, some depth guys that they really need. Um, but bottom line for me is if James Connor, who looks like he should be playing this game, if he's back and he gets going for you. That could be the key that that unlocks things. I'm going with a very odd score prediction here. I'm going with 16-13 Steelers. Like I like I said, I think this game's going to be bizarre. It's going to be weird. There's going to be random fumbles that shouldn't happen. There's going to be uh, a special teams or a defensive touchdown at some point. Um, but I think it comes down to a last-second field goal. If Chris Boswell's out there, he's been very good for the Steelers when he's been healthy this year. Um, I look at this, and I, I think the Steelers find a way to pull this out in a very weird fashion. Um, I, and again, I, if, if the Browns win this game, it'll show me like, okay, you're at least not dropping the games. You're not supposed to drop. Cause that last game, even with all the receivers being gone, that was a game you shouldn't be dropping to the jets. I don't care if you're down to your sixth or seventh wide receivers, the Steelers been there before they've, they've, they've won games with nobody out there for Ben to throw to. That's where I got to see the Browns prove to me before I start picking them in the real games too. That's why I can't pick them this week. But again, I think they got a lot of talent. I'm concerned about Miles Garrett's health. health. I, hope, I hope he gets better. Um, and I hope that he, he, he can kind of get back into that. And like you said, Olivier Vernon is, is relieving some of the, the pressure of needing him to be a, a superstar by himself. Um, but this is a game, like you said, all the pressures on the Browns are, are on the Browns to win this game. If the Steelers lose this game, like you said, they don't care. They've already basically said it. We're punting. Take, take the win. But they've also said we're going in here to win this game. We're not going in and just saying, "Yeah, no one's, no one's gonna. We're, we're not gonna throw the ball." You know, they're still gonna give it, give it a shot. Man, if this gets weird, Jeff, I'm just, I'm just telling you. You know, if this game ain't clean and you don't come out, come out and see Nick Chubb just running down the field and getting big, big chunks of yards and Baker Mayfield throwing touchdowns early, just know that that's that's where I was saying. Like, I, this is where I'd be worried for if I was a Browns fan. And look, there's a huge part of, you know, look, the AFC North community, obviously the Cleveland Browns community, um, especially now with, you know, the updates you're bringing here. Um, you don't win this. It's like, well, you know, then what's, you know, 10 and 6 was great. 
but right uh pittsburgh basically gave you the jv squad gave you every opportunity to conclude could your playoff spot and you did so hopefully browns fans this is not something you're going to discuss he is chris carter at Car- uh, carter's critiques uh locked on steelers um Tony, I was a big fan of Tony, but I'll tell you right now, Tony <laughs> didn't have the juice that Mr. Carter brings to hosting Lockdown Steelers. I got the OJ, he's got the apple juice. We different kinds of juice. That's how it works. Nice, 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 nice. <laughs> but always a pleasure with Chris. Um, you know, for all of our listeners, um, make sure you uh iTunes, Spotify, Lockdown Steelers, Lockdown Browns, subscribe, five-star ratings, written reviews. Um, we put so much time and effort to this, and look, we are compensated. But to continue to get this product to grow through the Lockdown Podcast Network, which is just amazing to see the growth um, as we're putting it close, you know, close to the year here, the growth of this network. Uh, we get the emails each week seeing, you know, where things are at. And, you know, like I, I know for all of us, we're sitting there just shaking our damn heads like, wow, you know, to be a part of this um, and just to see it. And look, none of it means a hell of beans. It wouldn't be here without you subscribers, you listeners, everybody, all the interactions on social media. So from Chris, from myself, uh, the happiest of New Year's, um, you know, I, I even hate to say, you know, 20, you know, look, 2021, come on in, sit in the corner and just behave yourself. That's all we need from you. Like 2021 has got the easiest job of a calendar year. It's just any of us who's been listening to this have, have, have been around. Look, 2021, just come on in. You ain't got to do much to be loved, really. You don't have to do much. Um, so to everybody, you know, happy uh, new year from Chris and myself. Uh, we appreciate you, you know, everybody for, you know, all, all you put in all the time, you know, listening to us and, you know, people, you know, you get us through the work day, you get me through my commute, you get me through the gym time. It's just incredible to see. It, I mean, we could not be more thankful. Chris, is there anything you need to close with or is it time to put this to bed? Because I'm assuming the delivery guy maybe just came on through and it's time to have some dinner. <laughs> no, just just a reminder, like you said, Lockdown Steelers fans, let's help out Lockdown Browns. Give them a five star review as well as a positive comment. Lockdown Browns fan, please feel do the, do the same with, uh, for us as if we, as we grow as a community and locked on. Everyone grows together. We want to build a lot with our sports groups here. A lot of great communities here in the Lockdown Sports community. And hey, like like Jeff said, Happy New Year to you. Please stay safe. Please wear a mask when you're going out. Take care of you and your family. We are hoping that you and your family are healthy and safe right now. And we'll be talking to you next year. Jeff, that's kind of crazy. I'm not going to see you for a whole year, man. Seven days, new year. Um, and who knows? Like we said, I mean, there could be a shot. Man. Chris and I are sitting here next week and doing this again. Um, uh, and look, you know, we always joke and always want to you know, pick on, you know, Pittsburgh Steelers and throw the bars back and forth. Chris is just genuine good people. And, you know, I, I, I get excited as much as I don't want to lose to the Steelers, but I do enjoy sitting down and talking ball with Chris Carter. Same here um, with you. So Jeff. with that, again, oh, I appreciate that, buddy. And again, so everybody, you know, make sure uh, the subscriptions, the five-star ratings, the written reviews, Locked On Steelers, Locked On Browns. Folks, 1 o'clock Sunday, first energy. We'll see what happens. Pittsburgh don't care. The Browns could be a huge, huge day for this franchise. And with that, we will put a wrap on everything here on Locked On Browns and Locked On Steelers.